Hello, welcome. It's UK Cowboys TV season one, episode 23. Mm-hmm. And we have for the very first time, so we had a player uh, this week, which was our first Cowboys player, but for the first time, we have a repeat special guest with ah. a uh, ThalasCowboys.com uh, MVP, Brian. Ah. How are you? <laughs> I tell you what, you know that buttering up is not going to work in this game. I mean, you guys are you guys are lucky. I love that whole that area you're from. That's why I've come back. I love the area. I love the people there, but I love you guys too. So it's nice to be back with you guys. Ah, uh, well, we love you, Brian. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, we're here, uh, obviously it's the bye week. Yeah. Uh, so we did a post-game show earlier on in the week. If you didn't get to watch it, we had safety Ken Hamlin with us. Uh, yeah, good job. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I went through, because I've got books all on my bookshelf for each year. We actually went through 2007, and there he was, smiling away in his, his little picture. Remember that one, Graham? Yeah, yeah that was good. That was good fun. <laughs> Uh, basically, what we're going to look at uh, today is just uh, the thoughts on the season so far. Yeah. Um, if there's anyone you want to take a look at to do a bit of scouting on a team, you're going to want Brian Broadus. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we'll look at first, we'll go offense. Um, so I'll start with you, Brian. So where would you grade? Um, now, I'm actually I'm going to go a little bit on the homerism side because I'm very high on Dak Prescott for sure. a number of that he's in the top five um, stat-wise. But mm-hmm. in terms of quarterback grade, what would you give Dak? This Brian or the Brian that's sitting across from me? He's a better scout than me. No, no. I'll, 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 this Brian I'll, will be... The, I'll call the, you Brian with a Y. There you go. The right honorable gentleman from Cork will uh, now... Uh, yeah, I, I knew I would work that in here. But no, I, I tell you what... I. I think with Prescott, when you watched what he was doing in training camp, and when I was on with you guys in training camp, we were kind of rolling through the practices pretty good there. And the, the secondary was giving him some problems. You know, he was he was there were days where he would look really good throwing the football. There were other days where, you know, the corners where there was a Wouzier, Byron Jones, Xavier Woods, those guys who did a really good job of defending him. They did a good job of defending the Cowboy receivers. So you're evaluating there. And I was kind of going, okay, well, this is good. He's getting this type of work against quality defensive backs. So those guys are having to to cover on the back end and stuff. But I think if you look at how we've come into this season, that you you know that Dak Prescott, you know, all those things that we talked about, the accuracy, the ability to uh, make plays on the move, that's always been a strength of his. But how he's been able to stand in the pocket, point the shoulder, point the knee, point the toe and make good quality throws, and make throws down the field. We've seen Dak with those explosive plays that Jason Garrett likes to talk about, those 20-yard-plus plays. And, you know, these receivers have done a really nice job. And, you know, he's had some, unfortunately, some bad breaks with some of the balls that have bounced off guys that have caused interceptions. So, you know, in the Green Bay game, it was a little bit iffy. Some of the reads were bad, the throws he bad. I mean, it was a pressure-packed game for him to have to make throws and, you know, he just came up not as good as he normally is. But I think overall, if you evaluate where he's at, he's not the reason why this team is four and three. I think the team is four and three because of a host of other uh, issues that they've had. But I don't think the quarterback is the reason why. And, you know, I, I've been very critical of the quarterback. I don't think this quarterback can throw the ball 40, 45 times a game and you have success 
I, I think he has to be Nate Newton and I talk about this all the time in the postgame show is that stat line when it's 21 for 27 or 24 of 29, you know, that tends to be when he's really, really good when this team is winning. But I, I think that, that he's done a great job so far, you know, in the in training camp, I would have probably given him a C plus on a grade, but now I think he's more somewhere between a B plus and probably even an A, but he yeah. is not the reason why this team is four and three. Matter of fact, uh, it's a reason why the team's got four wins is because some of the things he's been able to do. Definitely. One of the things I, I mentioned, um, I think it was against the Jets um, when we did the post-game show. The sure. comment I made was, uh, Dak is not the problem with the team, but he's also not the solution. That's yeah. probably how I can put it. No, that's fair. That's very fair to say because, you know, in that, in that Jets game, it was really, you know, as unusual. You know, you're down the two tackles. You're down Amore Cooper in that game but you just couldn't make any plays early and they couldn't get off the field. I mean, you know, they go for it on the fourth and two, whether you like the call or not, you know, they don't get it blocked cleanly. Cam Fleming's having problems that, uh, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel can't get to it. Yeah. So, you know, Jason Garrett's saying, okay, if I'm going to go for it down here and don't get it, I'm going to get a stop and get the ball back. He didn't know they were going to complete a 92 yard pass. And I think, <laughs> yeah. it, I think it's been more about some of the things, you know, defensively, you know, but you know, the new Orleans game, it was a bad example of the offense. I mean, I think the offensive line just got destroyed in that game. New Orleans did a great job up front, but did Dak Prescott make enough plays? I think that, you know, there's been some talk that, yeah, you know, maybe he didn't make enough plays in that game. Maybe the saints up front were too good. Maybe the coverage was too good, but uh, I think overall, though, you have to be very happy about the way he's played. OK, Brian, with a with an eye, um, <laughs> what would you give the quarterback position or, or more more specifically Dak? What grade would you give him? I mean, I mean, you can't disagree with anything Brian has said there at all. I mean, when I was writing it down earlier, I was giving him an A plus. I suppose. Yeah, like that's probably too high. And it's. It's more just those, there, there were some mistakes that he was making, right. you know, but the mm -hmm. fact he's top or close to the top in almost every ranking for a quarterback this season, it's, it's hard to argue with him not getting an A, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I told you Brian could evaluate. He knew exactly what he was talking about there. He's better <laughs> than my grade. He explained it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Graham, um, and, what, and what quicker you... and quicker. He did a much better job spinning it quicker. <laughs> um, what would you give uh, Dak in terms of grade, then Graham, just to finish in, the position off? In terms of in terms of grading, I'm going to go with A minus. Um, I think just just along, he's he's having a good season. I just I tend to think there's a little touch of. Tony Romo about him where he feels like he has to carry the team a lot of the times sure. I felt like during the during three weeks of losses he tended to not force the ball into certain situations but I just thought he could have done a little bit more by doing a little bit less right. um, mm -hmm. it's still I mean it's still early days for Dak he's, he's still a young quarterback and sometimes we seem to forget that um, but in at overall grade, I think he's a fantastic asset for the team, and I think we'll we'll do well to tie him down to a long contract, and we'll yeah. be set at the quarterback position yeah. for a long time. Yeah, well, well said, well said. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, leading probably to the, um, uh, I would want to say probably the most important position in the Dallas Cowboys offense, the running back. 
So we'll start with Brian with a Y again. Um, what would you give in terms of grade for the running back position? And yeah. I, I really was speaking more specifically Zeke um, yeah. and Pollard. Yeah, you know, I think this is one of those situations where, you know, you watch Zeke and the holdout and all that stuff. And I, I'm one of these guys that, you know, I'm 55 years old and I, I go back to football when you have the ability to run the ball and you try and help. I think that Zeke is the guy that helps Dak Prescott. I think he helps his team with his physicality. And, and there's a lot of arguments that I got in with people. Jeff Cavanaugh, who I do work with on 105.3, the fan, the radio station here, mm-hmm. about do you sign a running back? Do you pay a running back? And I'm I'm like, man, you've got to take care of this guy. He is what you do. He's your engine of your team. He helps the quarterback. You know, and there's people who said, no, you could get by with playing with Tony Pollard. And, you know, Tony Pollard had some good snaps in the preseason and stuff like that. And you know, everybody's like, going, well, look, you don't have to pay Zeke. You could just run Tony Pollard. But I think with with the, the importance with Ezekiel to this team, you know, I mean, they drafted him to – to really to help Tony Romo. And then Tony Romo's career was cut short, you know, because of the injuries. But I look at Zeke this season and maybe he's not making the explosive plays. Maybe he's not making the 25, 30 yard runs that we've seen from him in the past. But I think the way he's running the ball, the toughness, that Philadelphia game, Jason Garrett likes to talk about dirty yards, you know, those dirty. I think if they would, if that green Bay game would have been close they would have been able to run the ball more. They would have been able to kind of control that game a little bit better. I think there's some times where they've gotten behind in games. They've had to throw. I mean, you look at Kellen Moore, what he did in the Jets game. He's like, okay, we're 14 down and we're still going to run this football. I mean, they, they said, we're going to still run this football to try and give their defense a little break. But I, I've been really, really pleased with Zeke. Again, I, I think that if you look at the way he's run the ball with toughness, the physicality, the blitz pickup stuff has been really good. They still don't throw him the ball nearly enough. I mean, I, I, I wish they found ways to get him the ball, whether it's underneath those Texas routes that angle into the inside screens. I think you need to take advantage of him in that direction. If they're not going to do that, well, then do it with Tony Pollard. Do, do, get, Tony Pollard can take a ball 65 yards. You know, maybe Ezekiel could take it 25 yards. But, but Tony Pollard can take it. So I think it, to your question, guys, I think that, that with Ezekiel, I think you have to be pleased with what he's doing. I think they're going to get in some tough games, Minnesota, Chicago. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm thinking about you know the Rams game down the line. There's going to be some games where they're going to need him to carry that football and yeah. be effective doing it and play in some cold-weather environments too. Like I say, the outdoors in Chicago, outdoors in New England. Who knows what that New England – I mean, those games, you don't know what the conditions – hell, maybe even this week against the Giants. I mean, it's going to have to be – but he's going to have to be that guy, and I, I think he's clearly capable of doing that like we've seen the last uh, three years with him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Graham, so uh, give us a grade for the running back position. Um, again, I'm going to have to go with A. I think, yeah. I think yeah. especially with having Tony Pollard – as a kind of fail safe almost just mm. we saw a lot of power during the preseason and it, it, it right. did look good but once you get Zeke into a kind of rhythm you take you take touches off of Pollard so his time his time will come when we need almost like a, a kind of <clears throat> just an alternative maybe further down the stretch where you what you don't necessarily want Zeke having 20 odd carries a game right. uh, towards yeah. 
November and December. Um, I'll agree with what Brian said. I think we could do more in the passing game. Um, but I, I'm a great one for talking on the podcast about balance. And so long as so long as uh, Zeke is getting his carries and his touches and he's getting to the end zone, that that takes pressure off of Dak and allows him to go for the 20, 25 yard right. Uh, uh, 25 effort um, per game, and it keeps his balance. It keeps his uh, keeps teams from filling the box full of right. you know eight man yeah. fronts and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so long as we keep Zeke going and we keep the offensive line healthy, then it should both bode well for the rest. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. I think Graham makes a great point about because I'm the same way as him about the balance. I, I think yeah. that's again i get in such an argument with people about well and it's it's a lot has to do with the numbers and analytics and things like that they say oh if you throw here it's or it's better and if you run here it's better and if you don't need to run this much and i I, i'm to the point where like i say i i feel like you have to try and keep things level i do i just feel like that getting Elliot involved, getting Dak involved, getting the receiver, getting everybody involved is just overall better. Jason Garrett told me, he goes, hey, he goes, Brian, I can throw the ball every snap and we'll lose this game. I can mm-hmm. run the ball every snap and we'll lose this game. And so, so it's important for him with balance. I know there's a lot of fans out there you know, around the world that are probably saying, well, they, they, they run the ball too much. And to me, though, I think that they have to have that balance, and 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 it's it's the the team plays better offensively when they do have it. I agree, yeah. yeah. But obviously, leading with that, uh, Brian, with an eye uh, with the <laughs> the balance, wide receivers. Um, what grade would you give them? Uh, I know we're talking mainly um, a specific number of wide receivers, but yeah. what would you give the entire group as a grade? See, I when I when I was looking at this this afternoon, I kind of split it into two groups. If you if you if you pick our two two wideouts, our Amari and Gallup, it's an A plus. They're yeah. they've been outstanding. Like I know Michael Gallup had issues with a couple of catches, but I mean he's still he's still a very young receiver. Amari, right. yeah. absolutely everything. You know, and it's it's great that we're getting you know that we have two threats. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you can't just go right. Let's let's double up on Amari Cooper. Right. You have to count for Michael Gallup wide. What's disappointing for me so far has been the impact that Cobb has had. I thought he'd have a yeah. bigger impact. I know Graham Graham said he wasn't sure about him earlier in the season, and I can understand right. that. Yeah. And then the other guys like Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson have had no impact at all. Do you know? Yeah. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Like I know Noah Brown's more a blocking wide out. Mm-hmm. And he does have his uses there, but you know, I I was hoping there might be a little bit of something from those guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if Graham if Graham said that he had his apprehensions about Cobb, he's absolutely right. And you know, I'm I'm a guy that was on the Randall Cobb bandwagon as far as you know when he I thought that there would be more plays down the field with him. You know, and I think they missed him in that Jets game a little bit, work in the middle of the field. Mm. But I, I I do feel like there should have been more uh, from Randall Cobb. I, I'm I'm also though of the opinion that I've seen I've seen uh, Michael Gallup play better. You know, and mm. I and I'm a guy that thinks okay, if you've got Amari as one, and then Michael Gallup would be one A. Yeah. But in that Jets yeah. game, he didn't play like 1A, and, and they needed him to yeah. play like 1A. And, 
you know, and that and that's what happens when you get into a game. They, the Cowboys just needed one or two more plays in that game. If they could have held them in check, but made a couple more plays, converted a couple more drives, you know, and got points. I, I just felt like though that the receivers, yeah, as as well as as uh, as well as uh, Cooper has played, I was expecting a lot more from Gallup, and mm. I was expecting a lot more from. I mean, a lot more from Cobb. And, you know, and we, people were saying, oh, Brian, well, they're going to miss Cole Beasley and all that. I'm like, no, they'll throw the ball down the field more uh, yeah. to Cobb. They'll throw the more to Cobb downfield. I'm like, Cole Beasley can't make those down the field plays. And, you know, we, we've seen Cobb make some plays. But to Graham's point, he's right. It hasn't been nearly enough of that. And I think that's been a, been a, been an issue for this uh, for this offense. Yeah, I, I think more with Cobb is we were expecting more of a physical game out of him because yeah. he's a different receiver to Beasley. Beasley right. was that guy; he was quick off the line, right. quick in short space. Where Cobb Ooh. is almost like a, a running back, right? Um, coming out of the slot. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. But uh, in terms of the offensive line, um, which is obviously being, as they call it, the, the Great Wall of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it over here. I don't know if they call it in Dallas. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll adopt it. Yeah, sure. We're good with that. Go ahead. Um, so Sound like Graham, a great T-shirt idea. Great T-shirt. We have T-shirts made of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Money. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the O-line, Graham, uh, what grade would you give them total? As a group, collectively. And bearing in mind, you know, we've had a few come in and come out. Yeah, so we'll, we'll yeah, include yeah. that as well. This is this is when we start getting down to the three losses, I think. Um yeah. the the offensive line it hasn't declined, but it, it didn't it doesn't have the same continuity, I think. Yeah. Um they talk about um a group of five guys knowing their assignments before Dak has even opened his mouth. Right. You know, we we have our we have our key we have our um, key assignment we know who we're going to see a superstar so yeah. we know we know where an Aaron, an Aaron Donald is coming from we know where your top pass rush is I think in terms of the injuries hasn't helped either there was yeah. uh, there were occasions where we saw Brandon uh, Brandon Knight and Cameron Fleming mm-hmm. and it didn't help. No. It just seemed to it just seemed to be porous through the entire offense. Um, Dak Dak didn't have a clean pocket, which means he forces the ball. Zeke Zeke is getting his first point of contact behind the line of scrimmage before he's even started. So I'm going to go with a B on this one. Um, I think now that we've got Tyron Smith back, and again I have to give him huge credit for for coming out to the Eagles game because uh, you sense it's a, it's a divisional game and he stepped up. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the B. Not being too harsh. I think a lot of we there's been a lot of chopping and changing in terms of personnel. Um, uh, Con- Connor Williams, I would like to see get a little bit better as well. I think yeah, yeah. for how high we took him in the draft, I think we'd expect a little bit more from Absolutely, Connor yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of you know Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. They're cornerstones of our offense, um, and that going by their contracts, they're here for a long time, which can only right. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what what grade would you give them, uh, Mr. Broaders? 
Uh, thank you, I, the right honorable gentleman. Uh, yes, I, I think to, the, to me, Graham made some really great points. And I, I actually, and I don't think you were too critical. I think you were spot on and with your assessment of what they are. And I would actually go with a B minus myself because I think there's some games, the New Orleans game, that they just needed to, uh, 10 points, you know, against a team that, you know, and I know New Orleans defense is much improved. But we've seen we've seen some issues here. We've seen some issues in the Green Bay. I mean, they, you know, when Tyron Smith doesn't play, and then you know, and then uh, you know, Lyle Collins again, give him a, a lot of credit too, as what they did last week against Philadelphia. I think it's got a pretty good defensive line. But overall, though, that maybe the bar is so high. The bar is so high with these guys. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't know what to expect from Travis Frederick after coming off the the syndrome that he had, you know, the illness that he had last year. And I think he, I think he, is he playing at an all pro level? No. Is he playing at a pro bowl level? No, not really, but he's trying to get that level back. And when you have guys, you know, Zach Martin told us yesterday, he goes, this is the worst I've played all year. You know, and for Zach Martin to say (laughs) that, or not all year, but all his career, that that tells you something about how he feels. So that bar is so high with all those guys Injuries have robbed him of opportunities. Illnesses robbed him of opportunities. And the backup tackle, at, at, whether it's Cam Fleming, not so much Brandon Knight, but Cam Fleming, they they needed to reevaluate that position as well. So I love what Graham said. I think he was, again, spot on. I would just go a tick lower on the on the grade of a B-minus there myself. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Um, Irish Brian, uh, tight end. What grade would you give him? Uh, B. Yeah, like I, I, I think Witten and Jarwin have done well, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, it's that's good. Yeah, well fans. said. Yeah. yeah, and like, like I, I, the question I had written down for this, and it, it's really to throw it over to Brian, just get a, his mindset on it. Is you know Schultz has cost us penalties in the last three games. It's crazy, it's significant penalties. He came out of a pro style offense, and he's yeah. just not fitting in. What's what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, that's a that, no. I think I think Irish Brian has got it right. I really do. And uh, you know, and and they and they've tried to they've tried to figure out they've tried to figure out how to get you know even taking snaps away from Witten. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Witten's Witten used to play when you guys are we're all watching the games. Witten's on the field 90% of the time, and now it's not. It might be 70% of the time. Yeah. They have not gotten they have not gotten Dalton Schultz going like they should. They, I mean, there are games where I'm thinking, hey, okay, now here's a great game, Dalton Schultz. I understand it when you're playing against, you know, Jamal Adams with the Jets and guys like that. I get it. I mean, you're gonna have tough games. But this whole tight end group, and and I think again, Irish Brian, I think he's a little high on it myself. Because I was going more like a C plus, maybe C, mm. because yeah. I, I I felt like that this group as a whole with you know with Dalton and you're right about Dalton Schultz by the way every time he's been on the field something bad has happened and mm. I I don't think I don't know how you play a guy when something always bad is happening so yeah I, I that tight end group as a whole is 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 it, it, it's something that I think when we start doing the draft shows for real again uh, we're going to yeah. be talking about a lot of tight ends here with the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so moving on to defense. Um, so I'll stick with you, uh, Mr. Broadus. Um, Thank you. Yes, yes, that, that's all right, honorable gentleman. 
Um, <laughs> what grade would you give the defensive line? And it's funnily enough, one of the questions from the mailbag, which came from Owen, is yeah. uh, what grade would you give the defensive line and how would you rank uh, or how do you view Tank's performance this season? Yeah. So far with the you money? know what? Yeah, th- th- there you go. See, that's yeah. the thing that in the, here in the, in the U.S., if we know how much money you're making – we will get all over you. All right. Now I know that Lewis Hamilton makes $40 million a year driving that Mercedes and he is damn good at doing that. Let me tell you. Okay. So, but I also know how much money George Russell makes driving that Williams and he didn't make a lot of money, but his equipment ain't any good. Right. Okay. That's my formula one reference for the day. Check him out in Mexico city this weekend, by the way, if you are so inclined to do that. Uh, but I, I, I think to me, the defensive line has been a huge disappointment. And, and I, and I, and I, you know, what, whatever grade you want to give him, I was expecting more, you know, the Philadelphia game, Philadelphia has got a good offensive line. I think they've got a good offensive line. Maybe I misevaluated them. You know, even the tackle that that was substitute, you know, last week for Peters, I think was, is a good, is a good player. But uh, to me, you know, they finally got some pressure. They finally really took it to somebody, you know, uh, I was waiting for them. You know, the New Orleans game proved, yeah, they could play 60 minutes. But did you get enough pressure on Teddy Bridgewater? No, you didn't. Did you get any pressure on Sam Darnold? No. I mean, you know, he was seeing ghosts after the New England game, as he likes to say. What was he seeing in you? He was seeing just a clean pocket and making throws. So, yeah, I, I think that I think they have to be happy with what they did with going out in the pro department and getting Robert Quinn. A great trade to get Robert Quinn for what they yeah. did to get the number second. Now let's see in the second half if Robert Quinn can hold up. You know, sometimes we see guys have really good eight game run and then all of a sudden the second half they fall apart. I don't know if Robert Quinn will do that, but I, I have a feeling he'll be consistent. But we'll see. But overall, though, they're not getting what they need out of Malik Collins. You know, and then and then you know you look at Hill. Hills had to step up in there. He's not ready to play. He's 21 years old. You know, he just can't. He's not strong enough. He's not physically developed. They're going to keep playing him until they find something different. But them losing them losing Crawford, I think, is going to hurt them in, the, in that rotation, either helping him at end or at defensive tackle. But this group has got to be better. They have got to be more consistent. There's that word again. They've got to be more consistent, but they just haven't been but maybe, maybe after this bye week with what we saw at Philadelphia will carry over. Hopefully that'll be the case. Um, in terms of Robert Quinn, uh, just as a quick question, do we know um, what his injury status is like? Yeah, Jason Garrett told us guys today, and by the way, they lost Cam Fleming to a, a calf strain. I don't know if anybody's seen, seen mm-hmm. Twitter. I know it's late over there right now. But yeah. uh, Robert, uh, uh, Cam Fleming had a, suffered a calf strain in practice. They have an MRI We'll see what the extent of that will be. But the, as far as the other injuries, we asked Jason Garrett today on the walk-off if, if Leighton Van Der Esch and then Robert Quinn had to play this week, he felt like that they could play. So that, that would, that's a, good, a good, uh, good sign for next week when they start to get ready for the, for the Giants. Okay. Um, Graham, in terms of linebackers then this season, how are you grading the linebacker call? And we'll, we'll go with all of them. Yeah, I think this is the this is your opportunity to get a little yeah. bit carried away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you the tricky one. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear what Young Grant has to say about this. I'm interested. I like all of you on the line, back. Oh yeah, I want to hear. It. I want to hear it. <laughs> I do yield huge. the balance of my time. Yes, I'll yield the <laughs> balance of my time. Yes. <laughs> I think it, when we were three and all, they even had me howling. Um, you know, it just. It, I love Leighton Van Der Esch. I think yeah. he's a fantastic player, and I, I love that they um, they they were able to get um, Jalen Smith signed for reasonable money. You know, yeah. he didn't have to, he didn't have to be the highest paid. He was just quite happy to pull right. on the star every Sunday, which I think is a great testament to his character. And he must be enjoying his football playing with Van Der Esch. Um, just looking at the, the, the two de- defensive stats already. They have combined for over 100 tackles. Mm. Um, could you argue that they could do with one or two more sacks? Mm. Maybe. They have two and a half sacks between them. Um, three forced fumbles. Mm. They're, they're incredibly young. They are incredibly say, it, young. say it, Graham. Say it. Say uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only issue you say in there with the sack side is for me, Jalen Smith, I prefer yeah. him to play him back rather than playing forward. I tend to find that when he's playing upfield or when he's pl- trying to play ahead of him, that's mm-hmm. when he loses protection. Whereas when he's playing backwards, like, he seems to be played play better that way. I don't know if that's what you feel, Greg. Well, I think coming from a 4-3, you expect your front four to go after the QB and you, you can't go too heavy with it, bringing in additional help from the linebackers in terms of pass rush. I think, particularly with the teams we've played so far, um, you, you saw the way Aaron Jones hurt us so much. You know, yeah. goodness knows what what would have happened without two linebackers that can fly to the football. Mm. Um, in terms of linebacker core, that that is probably the strongest area of our defense, and it's only going to get better. I think that. Okay. Both of them have tremendous engines, and I think they'll be huge for the defense, particularly towards the end of the season, and hopefully into January. <laughs> okay, Mr. Broadus, what do you feel on the linebacking call? I tell you what, I respect my right honourable friend here, but I'm going to disagree. I think this. I think I this. Like I, I think this linebacking core, and I and trust me, I I I, I know what you're thinking right now, and you're not wrong, but I. I I was the number one cheerleading group for this linebacker. I was cheerleading that, okay, we're going to see more tackles for loss. We're going to mm-hmm. see more forced fumbles. We're going to see more. We're going, I, I, can't, I couldn't say it fast enough, you know, <laughs> as I'm talking and talking Cowboys and we're all, yeah. you know, and I'm on Periscope with Ambar and whatever else. And I'm talking about linebackers. I'm talking about linebackers. I'm talking about linebackers. And I think that I set the bar too high for these linebackers because as well as, as they play at times, I felt like, to your point, could they play better? Yes, they could absolutely. I, you know, finally we've seen Vanderus made a tackle for a loss last. How many times have we mm. we haven't seen this these linebackers make nearly? Sean Lee, I thought, did a great job the other day coming off the bench for not playing very much, and yeah. kind of was like Sean Lee of old. But when you when you watch the guys that you're expecting to make those plays, Vanderus, Smith, those guys, yeah, it's ten. T- Tackles, but is it a is it a kind of a soft ten tackles? Where's yeah. the where's the ten tackles? But 
Hey, they forced a fumble. Hey, they knocked a couple of passes down. Hey, they had a couple of big hits. They got a big hit that turned that game the other way around, they, you know, when they got the hit on Dallas Goddard. Okay, why did it take seven weeks for us to get that? I need, I was <laughs> expecting so much more from these guys. And, and I blame myself for over-evaluating them, not only talking about them too much, but in my mind I'm saying, hey, these linebackers, and everybody says, oh, it's the best – pair of linebackers in the league I don't know that I think they're really really good but I, I think that I I overrated them right now and 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 that's and that's that's on me and because I I think they're capable of making plays more plays like we saw on when Dallas on the Dallas Goddard forced fumble mm-hmm. yeah Hunter, I'm, I feel like they, they they could do more or maybe we we expect more production from them but uh, I, but in, Graham's not wrong. I mean, he's not that, wrong about this. I'm not. I mean, I, I I disagree in only a way that because I'm I was like him where I was like, well, this and well, this and well, and then now I'm like, okay, why did you think that? When you sit down and analyze, and and we've got eight weeks. I mean, he gave it the you know the the praying hands. He, he not wrong. I mean, we're all praying that we see more like what we saw in that Philadelphia game. Definitely. To, to Brian's um, point. Just, just on the um, in the UK Cowboys fans group, I actually went. I was that frustrated after the Green Bay game. I actually went back and went back onto Game Pass and froze the froze the camera a couple of times, just on a, uh, Aaron Jones' uh, four touchdowns. Only one was outside the tackles. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a great point. Went right yeah. up the middle, our, yeah. the middle of our defensive line collapses, yeah. and I. Didn't see yeah. Van Der Esch and right. Smith. You know, yeah. they weren't too close to the ball. They had their block. Did they shred their block? I don't think so. No. So mm. I'm excited about it, but there's there is still work to go. Yeah. I, I yeah. will I will yeah. I, I don't I don't think you were wrong at all. I just think that me and I and I I I've come to the realization of how guilty I am of sometimes well, hey, this guy is this and this and this, and you guys trust me to tell you this. And then, mm. and then I talk to the scouts here, and I'm like, hey, I saw this, and they're like, yeah, we thought the same thing, you know. So yeah. you're kind of in that mode where you see scouts are taught if they see it one time, they'll see it again, and but we haven't seen it again enough for what's going on with these linebackers, in my opinion. And that's again, like we said, hopefully the second half that that will be different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree, Brian? So uh, Irish Brian has been. I'm, you know, I I'm mean, gonna... one of the things I, I was going to add, but um, yeah. Mr. Broadus uh, jumped onto it was Sean Lee's play. It was good to see yeah. him uh, yeah. getting involved and General Lee coming straight in, almost like um, we always say Sean's always good for half a season. And the good thing is, is half a season's gone. So <laughs> yeah. Might, yeah. Might hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you think that the linebackers are? Getting lower production because of our defensive line getting cleaned out. Yeah, I think you're you 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 were just picking up on exactly what I was going to say, Mike. I think yeah. I think for me, um, I think Jalen Smith has been our standout player this year, absolute yep. standout. But I think the linebackers are coming under pressure from the fact that the defensive tackles yeah. have been so porous. That's the fair. Teams are getting at the linebackers. And they're getting downhill on them. They're getting down on at speed at them. Like I, I think you know Jalen has been so consistent all year. He's uh, for me, he's playing at an all pro level. And I yeah. think it's just there's a bit of a step back. Like I think Leighton hasn't been as good as he was le- 
last year. I think Joe Thomas has come in and done a great job. Yeah. You know, he's, re- he's really Yeah, good. that's a good point. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. And yeah. then the fact that, as we saw, the general Lee was back on Sunday. Like, I mean, he came in in the second yeah. half when Van Der Esch was out. He, he laid the wood. He yeah. really oh, did on a couple of plays. Yeah. And that's what we well, want to see. Like, if we get that for the second half of the season, I think our evaluation of the linebackers is going to be a lot higher. Yeah. I actually think there was one series against the Eagles um, where the Eagles were playing like quite consistent at one point and Sean mm. Lee was on stop of every play in yeah. one <laughs> Oh, he he loves playing these division games because he yeah. knows he kind of is he, he's in two when when Sean Lee plays a lot of snaps as we've seen, he's capable of the read, the reaction and all that. Mm. I think this fact of him not playing as much hurts him in games. And last week we mm. saw him play a lot more. And when he's getting to a flow of a game, yeah. he can make a ton of plays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the, the final position, our defensive backs. Um, mm. Let's go. Yeah. With, okay. I'll tell you what, we'll go with Mr. Broadus. Cause he, Oh, why know, do I get why? Cause I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you give us what grade have you got? And also I'm going to chuck in a little one as well. Do you think they should start playing Jordan Lewis a lot more? Boy, I, yeah, from your lips to God's ears. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I and 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 this is to me, you know, I the, the linebackers, the secondary. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times in Oxnard, I saw these defensive backs getting their hands on receivers, getting their hands on balls. You know, these receivers, I feel like are a pretty good group of receivers, and they were covering those guys up. We saw in the tra- in training camp, preseason, their turnovers, interceptions, they're getting all this stuff. You know, I mean, but it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle for a Wouzier. It's been a struggle for Anthony Brown. You know, yeah. they've they've had to, you know, Jordan Lewis has had to kind of get in there when he can. You know, Byron Jones was, I mean, it's amazing that Byron Jones got hurt in that game the other day or the week before against yeah. the Jets and was able to play against a pretty good Philadelphia, you know, receiving core and play as well as he has. So he's been the most consistent. You know, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen the turnovers. Uh, you know, like, you know, even though that uh, Xavier Woods had an interception, you know, we, we haven't seen that group. I mean, I was very, very high on Xavier Woods. You know, I was very high on what he could do. He could, I thought, oh, he could create turnovers. He can make tackles. We saw him be physical. That was a stupid penalty he got the other day. You yeah. know, he's got to see that. He can't, he can't just go in there and throw his shoulder into Jeffrey and expect not to get called. They're going to call that every single time. So, again, be a little bit smarter there. But there's another group that I feel like has only kind of played at a C level. When coming out of camp, they could have been B plus, maybe even A, A minus if they would have, if you know, from what I saw. But I think it's been a group that's it's had its issues. Uh, they've given up some big plays. Look at the Jets game. I mean, they just could not get anybody covered. Uh, mm-hmm. in those games and that's I think that's when you know look at what's happened I know Green Bay ran the ball but every third down play it seemed like that the Green Bay was converting you know and what was that because of a pass so mm-hmm. yeah I think this group has been really uh, they've been underachieving with the exception mm-hmm. of Byron Jones and yeah. uh, they need to turn that around in a hurry because they're going to play some teams they're going to throw the ball a lot better Minnesota will yeah. throw the ball better uh, yeah. You know, with Daniel Jones, even the Giants will throw the ball better. I don't know who the Giants are going to throw it to, but they'll throw <laughs> it to somebody. But yeah, you know, and then you got Brady coming up, and you know, the, and Matt Stafford. They're going Stop to moving. play some teams that can throw the ball, and they've got to make some stops. If they don't, then we'll be talking about a new head coach here this time. Uh, you know, in the and when we yeah. get in the off season, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, Irish Brian finishes off with a grade for the defensive backs. Yeah, I, I, I marked as a B minus. Like I, I, I just can't believe to, to Brian's point. You know what I've written down here was the the coverage is soft. They're given space. They're not around the ball, and we're lacking a playmaker there at all. Yeah, there just doesn't seem to be a guy like. If I segue a little bit into it, like a, a Jalen Ramsey type character that, you know, stands up and sort of bangs his chest and says, I'm going to shut this team down however I manage to do it, but I'm going to do it. All our corners, all our safeties, and God knows I am the president of the Jeff Heath fan club. Sure. Yeah. They're all too nice. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and I mean, talking of Jeff Heath. Keith Fan Club, uh, a bit of a tongue twister actually. Um, yeah. He was actually quite important on stopping Miles Sanders on that third down last week. That was an yeah. incredible. He was, and he also like. I mean, we talked about this in the pre-game show last week. Was yeah. who's going to cover Zach Ertz? Yeah, I don't think. I think Zach Ertz might have had one big play, but that was it. You know, right. Heath was he was assigned that role. He did it well, and that kind of sucked the momentum out of the Eagles as well. Yeah. So that was good. But, you know, we need more. We need fire in the bellies from them. We need them getting into receivers' faces. As Brian says, we're going to come up against better teams who will throw the ball. We need our corners on top of them. We need them yeah. touch tight. And knowing that if they're coming into at t this is our house. You are mm-hmm. not getting easy yards. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, agree. Well, okay, so in terms of the defensive backs, I, I liken it to a tennis match where you have to one player has to break another tennis player's serve. Mm. And in terms of in terms of football, that's interceptions. That's interceptions, forced fumbles, all that kind of stuff. Um, in the early part of the season, I defended the defense by saying that their primary job is to keep to keep the score down, to get right. to get our offense back on the field, to yeah. right. to make the field as as short as as possible, um, and to to tighten up in the in the red zone. The next step is interceptions, and I think we could do a little bit more than three. Yeah, you know, I agree. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it was good that they got the uh, turnover differential back to zero, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, it it took only seven weeks to do it, but yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I think Graham makes a great point. I mean, I, I think that to me that you, that, you know, and, and all you guys made great points. I, you know, you have to have, you need something to, you need somebody to step up. You need somebody to, to that, like you say, bang that chest and make sure that, you know, hey, and, and maybe that's why you, when you add Jordan Lewis to the lineup, that he's that type of guy. He's a yeah. mean, nasty kind of guy. And, Maybe these, you know, Byron Jones is not a mean, nasty guy. Byron Jones is a really good athlete. He can cover. He's competitive, but he's not that fiery kind of a guy. And, yeah. you know, but they need somebody back there that's going to. And I think that Xavier Woods tries to do that, but yeah. they need more consistency from that yeah. group. And and I, I, I'm a little if, if they don't have pass rush these next several weeks, I do worry about these uh, quarterbacks getting a ton of yards, but if they could keep them out of the end zone, like Graham said, keep them out of the end zone. That's what Rod Marinelli, I always ask coach, I'd say, what's more important? He says points. Don't give up points. Don't give up points. So if they're giving up yards, but points, well, I guess that's they're accomplishing their mission, but boy, I'd sure like to see him knock down a few more balls, get a few more interceptions and then mm-hmm. help the offense that way. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so we'll quickly finish up then. Um, so we, you can get away, Brian. I know you're a busy man. Uh, we'll just dive into the mailbag. So we got a question from Rich Giller, which ties in nicely, actually, with uh, your draft show uh, episode that came out uh, okay. today. Um, he asks, what position do you believe we'll be addressing in this year's draft? And will the big three, Dakamari and Byron, have their contracts sorted? Yeah, I think, okay, to answer the contract questions, ideally I think what they'd like to have is that to get Amari and Dak done and then they could have the franchise tag to do something with Byron if they wanted yeah. to, or at least keep that available. Um, I, I think that two of the three will get done for sure. We'll see what happens with Byron Jones. I, I love Byron Jones as a player. I really do. But I don't know if they'll get anything long-term done with him at all. Uh, as far as the draft show stuff, we talked about this yesterday. Defensive tackle seems to be a, a, a bit of an issue. Tom Siskowski was talking about maybe a cornerback might be a sneaky position because mm. of what you have going on with Brown will be gone. Jones could be gone. You know, maybe you have to draft a, a, a starting cornerback here, uh, the kind of thing. Tight end was a mention that we had. And do you even have to look at maybe an offensive tackle if you don't think things are, are very, uh, very solid there? Not solid, but health-wise. Uh, with mm -hmm. Tyron Smith. So, yeah. uh, you know, a yeah. lot going on there. But I think majority of their picks will be on the defensive side of the ball. I know people are driving – it's driving them nuts right now that here I am saying defensive tackle, and they'll say, well, Brian, you just picked a defensive tackle at 58. You know, what's the problem with Tristan Hill and that kind of stuff? But, you know, you have to be – right now, he's just not ready to play, and yeah. they're going to have to do – but they're going to have to get somebody that is ready to play and – uh you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Tristan can develop and in a year's time be ready to go with more strength. But they need to work on the middle of their their defense, whether it's the defensive tackle or the safety is another one we have to think about as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think uh, when we get into draft season, we'll have to give you yeah. a call. Oh, no, yeah, I'll be happy. Want? Yeah, be happy to. <laughs> Absolutely. As yeah. we get into draft season, there'll be plenty of that. You're talking yeah. to a lot of college football fans as well. Um, yeah. But in terms of um, trades, because the trade deadline happens right. uh, next week right. on Tuesday, um, a question from Ivan and Ken. Um, yeah. Do you think that they might go out and, and pick up a defensive tackle by the, the trade deadline? Yeah, it's a great question because I've asked people in the organization that, the, you know, Stephen Jones has even told us that, you know, they're listening to all calls. They're waiting to see if they can get the right deal. I don't think they'll make a trade like they did for Amari Cooper. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think somebody will come available like that. Uh, I think yeah. they have to be careful about the age of some of these defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and maybe there might be a guy, you know, uh, they, uh, they've done a great job. The pro department has done a great job of kind of coming up with those guys off other teams when they've had to make some trades or had to make some moves or claims. I think they want to see what this Justin – uh, Hamilton, who they signed last week, who was with Kansas City. I want, think they want to see what yeah. he can do at defensive tackle. But Stephen Jones told us today, and then some other guys across the way were saying, hey, we're open, the phone, I mean, no, it's, and we know it's bye week, but the phone is open. If somebody wants to talk and we can find the right deal, then we'll sure look into that. Yeah, okay. Do you um, think Atolo, go on, sorry, Brian. I was, I was, I was just going to go add on to that at the end. Like, yeah. do you, is, is there a potential for anyone going out, Brian? I mean, like, we're 11 deep on the offensive line. Sure. We're deep on defensive line. Is, is, is there any chance? Because I was kind of looking at our, our picks for right. our, the upcoming draft, and I think we only have what we, we've we picked in everything bar round six, and we've no compensatory picks coming in. Right, so right, right. Anything going to happen there, do you think? Well, yeah, that's a good question because, you know, uh, there, there was talk about that maybe Adam Redman, 
uh, you know, yeah. when New, New England was struggling a little bit with their offensive line, and there was talk that that you know, if, if Dallas had cut Adam Redman, that he was going directly. New England was going to put in a claim. So, uh, you know, I think that if you wanted to maybe talk about a little bit of your depth at your linebacker spot, maybe Joe Thomas has some value to somebody. I talked about Anthony Brown. If he wasn't hurt, but I think Anthony Brown's going to come back and practice. Maybe somebody would take a look at Anthony Brown, you know, but yeah. I think I think that your main your main focus would be one of those offensive linemen, probably Adam Redman, because he could play guard and he could play center. And That's you've a, got yeah. Joe Looney that you can move on from there. Uh, yeah. And then Joe Thomas at linebacker who could play all three spots and then play special teams as well might be a guy. Anthony Brown, I mentioned, but. That's really kind of really what all I think I think about right now. Everything else yeah. you probably need to to kind of hold on to. Yeah. All right then. Um, and to finish us off, Graham, do you have a question for the great Brian Broaders? Uh, yeah. Um... Bring it, Graham. I know you got one. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of people in our in our group, Brian, are they're frightened about giving Dak Prescott the big deal. Um, they, they tend, to, they, they tend to aim at absolutes. In my opinion, they tend to aim at absolutes, and they they tend to get on Dak's back a lot of the time for his performances in January. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of people are frightened about paying thirty million dollars plus per se- per season for something yeah. that hasn't necessarily done in January yet. Is what, what can you say to those people to try and calm their nerves a little bit and, yeah. you know, reassure them? That's a great, that's a great question, Graham. It really, really is. And, you know, I think that to me, I would have, you know, when I was working in the personnel department here in the early 2000s and we couldn't find a quarterback, I mean, we went through baseball player guys and I mean, it was terrible what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I would have given anything. I would have given $30 million if we could have just gotten a quarterback like Dak Prescott to kind of, I, I think that to me with Dak, as long as you have the players around him, as long as you have the offensive line, as long as you have Amari Cooper, as long as you have Ezekiel Elliott, I think that the, the issue of giving Dak Prescott $30 million is a little bit more palatable. I think that you can, you can say, you know what, as long as the people are around him, you know, those people will help him elevate his game. I think Dak Prescott has gotten really so much better. If you look at Dak Prescott's career and like, you know, he's, Okay, he is. Think about this: this is his fourth NFL season. So, really, eight years ago, when he was getting recruited to play college football at Mississippi State, they didn't think he could even throw the football. You know, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. you talk to Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's like, I watched him throw, and I'm like, he can't throw. Why am I recruiting mm-hmm. him? Well, he can't throw. If you look at what Dak Prescott has done in the last eight years of his, his <clears throat> college and now pro career, yeah. he's improved every single season. And I think that's where, if you're a fan of the team, you know, okay, is the alternative, and I and I hate to do what Mickey does because Mickey does this too much. I hate when Mickey does this. <laughs> Mickey says, "Well, well, what are you gonna? What's the alternative? What are you gonna do? What do you I mean? You have to start all over again. You have to now. Maybe somebody, if there's a new head coach, will say, "Hey, I can't win with Dak Prescott." And then, like what they did in Arizona, I've got to have a guy. I've got to have this kind of guy. This is what my scheme is. I think Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, if they make a coaching change, they're going to say, okay, can you make Dak Prescott a better quarterback? I mean, that's going to be a head coach's question. Can you do mm-hmm. that? I think they're committed to that. But I, I think that the, the fans out there that, that follow the, the team have to understand that I've seen Dak Prescott get better from his first year at Mississippi State 
to his fourth year with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I and I and I can I, I know what a hard worker he is. I know mechanically he's doing better things, and I know how he's setting himself up to try and be a leader. He's a tough guy. We all understand that. Mm. And he's and he's and I think he's going to eliminate some of the mistakes that we've seen. The Green Bay game was kind of and that th- that throw he made against Philadelphia last week. He should never have made that throw to Tavon Austin. He and knows that. He knows that's a bad guy to throw that kind of ball to. He I mean you throw that ball to the to Cooper or to or Gallup, somebody that can go get it, not somebody that's yeah. short that won't go get it yeah. or fight for it. But I, I think to again to 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 try and calm people from this, I, I think that if you you pay him. Uh, I think you know you'll get everything, everything and more from him. I really do. It, it's important to him. He cares about it. He's going to do the right thing. He's going to be the face of the franchise. He's going to make people around him better by his play, his toughness, his ability to throw the football, his ability to run the football. So I, I think the alternative of just having to completely start over with that would not be very good right now, unless you had a top five pick. Unless you said, okay, we're immediately going to go pick a quarterback. And this is the type of guy we're going to go get. Uh, I think you're. I think Jerry and Steven are married to this guy, but I think they're married to him in a good way, not a way that yeah. needs to be a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, whenever, I, I know. Whenever I, whenever I chose to defend Dak, I always, I always said, replied as in, go and ask the Cleveland Browns how their quarterback situation is being. It, go and yeah. ask the Jets. Go and ask the Dolphins. You Bengals. know they're desperate. They are yeah, absolutely yeah. desperate. Yeah. This this is yeah. This guy is not. This guy does he make you feel great all the time? No. But there's like 85 percent of the time where I'm going, damn, what a play! You know, what a great yeah. throw! What a what a great yeah. run! How do you do that? You know, and I think there's something to that. I think I was very fortunate in my life to be with Brett Favre, and I remember Brett Favre. Not always looking pretty. The first couple of years we had him, the first three years, the ball yeah. was all over the place. Mike Holmgren was trying to rein him in. We, you know, it was like, God, get rid of him. Start Mark Burnell and all that. Now, nah, I think that worked out all right there. I think Dak Prescott's got that same kind of toughness, the same kind of willingness, the same kind of fight. I think Dak's got a better work ethic than Brett. I think Brett, it just came really natural to him. Yeah. But I think Dak will always, always work to try and get better. And I think that's something you can bank on. Definitely. Um, but yeah, as I was going to say, Brian, thank you very much. I know we've taken more thank time you. than, uh, than we no. said. Yeah, you, you guys are good. You guys are always good. Always good. I appreciate you guys. I really do. But, thank, thank you very much for joining us and uh, for being on the show uh, for thank the you. second time. Um, so you, you're actually, you, yeah, yeah. You, you you hold the record at the moment. <laughs> oh, do I? I was trying yeah. to give you my win. I was giving you my Winston Churchill there. That was my Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite guy Winston Churchill <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah thank you very much for joining us and everyone from UK Cowboys uh, thank you guys appreciate yeah appreciate it love time. all you guys I do I really do you guys are the best and keep the passion over there trust me I'm going to be over there I'm going to find a way to come work for Sky Sports and I'm going to be over there doing <laughs> pre-game show, post-game shows and all that I probably I'll be, I'll be I'm going to make you son of a guns come hang out with me. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep doing that for sure. But funny right. enough, we've got a, a UK Cowboys meet this weekend in Wembley because the Rams oh, are playing in Wembley. Go. There so you we've go. actually got a meet-up. Um, so when the Cowboys come to town, we'll have to make sure that you're invited to the mm-hmm. next one. Okay, well, the thing about it is, you know, I don't go on the roofs anymore, but they know that if we go back to London, 
I am on that road trip. I am not <laughs> sitting at home while everybody's going to London. Trust me. I am not going to miss. I am not going to miss a trip to London. I will not ever miss a trip to London. Uh, and if you do that, we we we'll come over and just kidnap you and hide you in a suitcase. Hey, I'm all about that. All about that. Thank you, boys. Appreciate all. Hey, again, keep the passion. You guys do a hell of a job. Keep going. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks, all right, thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks, we'll see you. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. I'm- Myself, Mike, I'm Brian and Graham. That's this week's episode. Thank you very much.